listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Welcome to the One Cake Podcast, episode 17 or 18, depending on who's counting. We may have doubled up on several episodes. One of the episodes is lost <laughs> to uh, to the universe. So, who knows? Still, yeah, I'm still mad at Dex for that. <laughs> Very supportive group here is all I'm saying. It's super Non-stop supportive. Love. Uh, we are going on week three or four without new movies that we have seen. Luckily, within a... Actually, within a couple of days, we'll get a new movie that we all haven't seen uh, onward. Yeah. Uh, we'll come out on Disney Plus, so we will actually get to review that. I don't know if enough people saw that, so we'll get to review that. Uh, but this week, we are, or not this week, we're doing a couple of movies a week. Today, we are doing Lay's Miserables. <laughs> <laughs> Correct pronunciation. Yes. Lay's Miserables, the. The 2012 film, or the 1970 film, or the 1980 film, or the 2017 miniseries, like, or the 2019 French, yeah, it it was a BBC miniseries, or the 2019 French foreign film that was also nominated for Best Foreign Film at this year's Oscars. Uh, Unfortunately, or not unfortunately, I mean, Parasite deserved to win, but it was nominated as well. Um... Actually, how, how, how would you say it? Le, le Miserable? Uh, I'm not even going to take a shot at it. Le I know Miserable? My mom, I know my mom is listening, and when she gets to this section, the first one minute in, she will be texting me the proper pronunciation. So shout out my mom. Very say excited it. for you to tell me what it is. Say it with enough. Le Miserable. <laughs> be very aggressive with it. That was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, it is a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so how are we doing, guys? How uh, how do we feel about this movie? I should note, Dex, um, I'm sorry, it's Kat is, uh, who left a review for this movie, so we could do this movie? Yeah, shout out to Kat, number one fan of the podcast from day one. Yeah, shout out. She is uh, day one on Twitter. She uh, left a five-star review. Like I said, we keep... We'll keep doing it if y'all keep uh, submitting reviews. So, But she wanted us to do this film for your... I, God knows why. I don't know why she wanted to hear us dumb brains talk about this movie. Uh, <laughs> things didn't like explode and people weren't you know, cussing and stuff like that. So I don't... People weren't doing drugs in this movie. I don't understand. <laughs> no, I mean, how are y'all doing? How's... Uh, how's uh, Locked up life. I finally started working from home. Not necessarily even my choice, but I finally started working from home. Uh, I'm I'm doing okay, actually. Like I think I was telling you guys when I first was told to work from home and basically locked in my apartment. I was kind of worried that cabin fever would set in. I've got a little routine going. Uh, I'm keeping my days occupied enough to where I don't notice it. Um, I think I'm on day. 
18 now, 19, and so Goodness far. Goodness gracious. So far, I'm doing okay. So far, like, cabin fever hasn't set in. I've got stuff going on, so I'm okay. I'm okay. You and Mallory haven't started hating each other yet? And we're getting close. It's getting rough, <laughs> but... She's picked up Animal Crossing, which has definitely helped. <laughs> the game that never ends, Animal Crossing. The game that never ends. All about predatory lending. Oh my god. Uh, Dex, how we doing? Just just bored, as always. Um, <laughs> we have an organized Tupperware cabinet in our house now because we were that bored. Um, we haven't touched Tupperware oh. cabinet for like five years, but now it's like completely organized. Everything Ooh. has a lid. Everything is in its place. Uh, my mom is doing touch-up paint around the house because, uh, you know, we're going insane here. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, been a lot of streaming Hulu and watching random stuff that people have recommended and suggested and just yeah trying to you're about to you're about to learn how to fold a fitted sheet like that's how forward you're about to be oh the dream about to hit up the tutorial videos of everything (laughs) that exists just trying to do everything that there's a tutorial for on youtube that's incredible uh i don't think my even like i don't even have that much tupperware and i don't think it's even organized yeah, we we're here like twenty four seven. So there's nothing else to do. We run out of board games to play. If we play another game, Monopoly, everyone in this family is going to die. <laughs> You're taxing me out the ass. <laughs> God damn it! Who bought Park Place? <laughs> Man, that would actually be great if you can get like a game of Monopoly going this entire quarantine. Just revisit it for an hour a day. Ooh. It's a very Actually, old It's a very old like timey statement. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Settlers of Catan just Oh, just keep it going. <laughs> the um This is a very old timey statement. My dad used to be like, Well, you you and your friends should start up a Monopoly tournament. I'm like, what year is this? A Monopoly Dude. tournament? <laughs> when we were kids, he or not even tournament, just a game, he would say yeah, we would like we would like play for like five hours, go ride our bikes down to the drugstore. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, like when we were like twelve, he's like, he's like, oh, y'all should do this. Like, first of all, kind sir, what is a drugstore? Kind <laughs> sir, no, I know what a drugstore is. Don't get in my mentions. It's a place uh, where you buy opium. <laughs> You know, the opium dens that existed at the corner. Um, mm-hmm. shout, out, shout out Papa Ogletree because me and my friends got super into Monopoly and Risk when I was a junior in high school. And like we would play intensely, like make up our own house rules. Many a game board was flipped. So <laughs> I was a part of that. I was, I was playing Monopoly in high school. <laughs> Wait, you would flip the game? What do you mean? Like people would, we would have games. Oh, you mini the game. I, I thought you were yeah. meaning you played the. You would flip oh, it literally. <laughs> I thought you were playing like the in reverse. Time. Yeah, I thought you were playing in reverse order. Like I was like, what? <laughs> we don't know where the spaces are. We just have to guess. <laughs> what are these houses worth? Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh God! Off to a great start. All right. Uh, I don't know what to say about this movie. Lays Miserables. Um, 
that joke's going to get old. Uh, what do we think? I guess, Dex, go ahead because your friend suggested this. Um, what do you think about this movie? Uh, and I guess we'll do overrated, underrated, properly rated for some of the characters and songs and things like that uh, to make it sort of a proper takedown. And of course, it will just divulge from there. But um, go ahead. What do you think? Give it a grade. So I think talking about this movie, you have to start with the fact that the singing is god awful. It's some of the worst singing in a musical oh. that I've ever seen. Um, mm. Hugh Jackman mm. is terrible here. Gerard Butler is terrible Whoa. here. Gerard <laughs> Butler? Gerard Butler is terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Wait, Gerard Butler? Yeah. Russell Crowe. Why are we saying Gerard Butler? It's Russell yeah, Crow. you said Gerard Butler. Same thing. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> same person. <laughs> anyway, right, he sucks. Continue. <laughs> anyway, he sucks. Um, but yeah, beyond all the men singing being awful, um, it's actually a pretty enjoyable movie. Um, I was entertained with the plot. Um, there was a lot happening. I would look down at my phone for like two seconds and then somebody would die. Uh, which is kind of disorienting, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it for the most part. I give it like a B minus. Okay, uh, Jake, what do you think? Uh, my answer is a bit convoluted. Um, Go for it. That's what this podcast is about. <laughs> um, I was raised going to musicals and the theater. My parents were really kind to me like that, um, and so I've seen. So you're more uh, cultured than us. We get it. Yeah, you that's know. basically what I'm trying to say. I'm better than you. Um, <laughs> no, and so I've, I've seen the musical a couple of times live, and I saw it young enough to where it had a bit of an impression on me, and you know, I told myself that I it was my favorite, and I loved it. Um, I ended up actually reading the um, novel in college just kind of for fun, Um Victor Hugo's novel that this is based off of and then weirdly did not see this movie when it came to theaters uh, I wasn't like mm. protesting it or anything it just it didn't strike my fancy I was like because at that same point in time we had a lot of other musicals kind of starting to come out and it felt like it was going to be a dud so I was like eh, I'm not going to support that I ended up seeing this for the first time I want to say fall of last year ish and it's okay um a lot of the singing is is rough. I agree with Dex there. Um, I think Anne Hathaway is is fantastic. I think Hugh Jackman actually is is pretty good. Russell Crowe is floundering out there. Um, uh, oof, but all nice. in all, this is this is a pretty true representation of the uh, actual touring Broadway musical. So, in because it it has meaning to me, I'll give it like an A. That probably is not actually indicative of what I think of the film, but it, it carries meaning. So I'm like, good for all of you. Well done. I, you read this book for fun? It's a good one. So I have a passion for... Um, Classics? Well, not so much that, but revolutionary France. It's a very interesting time for me. So a huge interest in my life is revolutionary France. And... Um, uh, Victor Hugo actually witnessed the June Rebellion, which is the rebellion that takes place in this film. And so um, the novel is actually, 
kind of historically accurate because he he did witness it. He hid in a shop as uh, the National Guard were firing on the rebels and and whatnot. So it's it's interesting interesting in that regard, and and it's also a pretty accurate description of what it was like to be stupid poor in right. France. That's one thing I will say about this. I like history. Like I'll just. I'll just I'll just sit in Wikipedia. This is why I don't sleep. I'll just sit in Wikipedia polls <laughs> until like three in the morning, um, and and look and look over stuff that I just I got to know the information to, uh, or at least my brain tells me I do. I do. This is a period that I haven't really studied, or not studied. I'm not in college. Like I don't get paid to do this. The uh, <laughs> uh, this is a period I haven't really looked at that much, but it piqued my interest just watching a little bit of this Mm -hmm. and i thought and it it may be that i need to watch the bbc miniseries um that came out which is apparently pretty good because i would like this story so much more if they just weren't singing all the lines (laughs) that's fair that's totally fair like like i like the history and the period so much that I'd be like, I'm so interested in it rather that I'd be like, I could just go with them actually just talking. That'd be cool. Uh, how yeah. about we do that? They say they like talk five words in this movie. And maybe, yeah. and, and I'm the dumb brain because I know that's how the musical is and yada yada. And this is <laughs> literally based on the stage musical. <clears throat> I also texted you, Jake. I would probably like this more on the stage. Like, I'm it, musicals are one of the most entertaining things to ever like go to. I will defend that to my grave. I feel like that's one of the one of the few forms of entertainment, especially live, where you just have to go and you're you're there. Yeah. And people, these people who do this every single damn day are just going for it every time. It's incredible. I I, I love musicals somehow. Even though all of my family loves this movie, they're gonna call me like a, a zealot or something. Or not a zealot. They're just gonna disown me. They they uh, are gonna You're disown me because I'm a philistine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you uncultured swine. Shout out to Book Booksmart. The they they have all seen this and all love it, um, and love the movie as well. I I've just never I've just somehow never seen this in on in the theater i just i don't i don't know how i just have never seen it and but uh, yeah i've seen lion king like 12 times how, how does that work um <laughs> i don't know so I, I it just but this isn't the type of musical that i like anyway mm-hmm. like i like where we're having conversation 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 and then i bust into song this is just yeah. we're we're singing the entire time and it's a different accomplishment. Yeah, this is in and of itself. This is subtly yeah. more like an opera than it is, right? Sort yeah. of a musical, but yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. That's way better thought than I had. I'm just. <laughs> I also got to give this. I saw this in 2013 when it came out, or 2012 when it came out. I saw it like on, like a. 20 inch TV at my uh, friend's house. We watched this. So, like, I didn't really get the scope of it then when it came out. This is a really big movie. And 
Yeah, it's really you, the the visuals in this are actually really incredible. Um, I didn't like it then. I would have given it like a like a D then. For what it is, I I was bored, man. I also got to give this a D and F. Oh, yeah, this is my first D and F. I think on the pod. No, maybe second. I, it doesn't matter. I got to give it a, a D and couple F. of Ds. This might be your first F, first or second. No, 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 no. A D and F meaning, oh, meaning did, not did not finish. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I gotta, I gotta give this a D and F meaning did not finish. But for what I've seen and what I remember seeing when I was, I don't know, nineteen, uh, C plus to B minus. I will give it an eighty. How about that? Okay, it passed the course. It's it kept its GPA. Yeah, I don't know. Long convoluted answer to say, eh. Uh, not for me. Yeah, not for me. Um, okay, so I should we should have done this at the beginning. Uh, Le, uh, Les Miserables came out uh, in 2012, has a 7.6 user score on IMDb. Actually only has like uh, 290,000 reviews, so people are just kind of like maybe or maybe didn't see it. Um, came out December 25th, so Christmas movie. They were going for that, uh, going for the dollar. Mm-hmm. And Man, is this movie long. Two hours and 38 minutes. This one, they took all their time. Uh, and I guarantee you there's a bunch that they cut out as well. It, um, here's the plot. 19th century, uh, 19th century France, Jean Valjean, who for decades has been hunted by the ruthless uh, policeman, is it Javert? Yeah. After breaking parole, agrees to care for a factory worker's daughter. The decision changes their lives forever. It was directed by our <laughs> by our good boy Tom Hooper, who Dex directed the best movie of all time, Cats. Not the best. Disagree, but <laughs> <laughs> he directed a movie named Cats. Um, it was a uh, let's see. I mean this this movie has been, it, of course, is based on the novel by. Uh, sorry. Victor Hugo, thank you very much. A screenplay, a screenplay by William Nicholson and Alan Elaine Bubli. I don't know how do you pronounce that name. Of course, star-studded cast. It stars Hugh Jackman, Russell Crowe, Anne Hathaway, Amanda Seyfried, Sasha Baron Cohen, Helena Bonham Carter, Eddie Redmayne. Jeez. Uh, so star-studded cast. It had a, actually less of a budget than I thought. Um, $61 million it costs to make. Oh, that's actually Which pretty low for that. Yeah, that's kind of that, that's kind of shocking actually, and it uh, made plenty of money. Box office hit for a two-hour and thirty-minute musical, four hundred and forty-one million dollars at the box office. Has a uh, middling reviews on Metacritic, sixty-three mm-hmm. uh, Metascore on Metacritic. It won three. Hold on, let me. It won three Oscars. Let me get the Rotten Tomatoes for you really quickly. Uh, has a sixty-nine percent. Uh, nice. Critics, yeah, critic score has a nice critic score, uh, and a seventy nine percent from fans. So, meh, meh. won three Oscars. Can we guess what for? I know the answer. So this is the next one. Uh, I'll go with costume design. Is that one of them? Uh, no, no. but it was nominated. Damn. Okay. Um, let's see. Set design. 
Uh, production yes. design. No, it did not no, win for production. Yeah, sorry. It was nominated for production design. God damn it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, just go ahead and tell me. Okay. It won uh, Best Achievement in Makeup and Hairstyling because the makeup in this is bananas. Like, everybody has warts and everything. Like, nothing is left unturned in this. Uh, everybody has a terrible haircut. Um, best Achievement in Sound Mixing. One for that, which we still don't know the difference between sound mixing and sound design. And... Sure. Best and best performance by an actress in a supporting role for who? Anne Hathaway. Yep. In 15 minutes of this film. Yeah, but she chews the scenery in that 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, she really does. Um, let's start with the performances, shall we? Let's go. Um, the main main role, Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean. Uh, I keep thinking of when Matt was on the podcast talking about uh, Toy Story 4 with Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. uh, the kid. What's the kid's name? I think it's Valjean. Is it? Or is it like Jean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> keep thinking of that. Um, Jean Valjean. What do we think about him? Overrated, underrated, properly rated. The very, very Australian, not French uh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I forgot his name. Huge jacked man. Anyone can take it. I don't care. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go properly rated. Uh, I don't know if he was nominated for this role. I don't think he, if was. he was nominated. Um, so that already kind of vaults him to the properly to slightly overrated but i think he does okay like his voice is good it's not like the original valjean call wilkinson's voice good or anything like he's not going to ever reach that level uh but for what he brings to the table he does well um he also um method acted his way through this like for the whole prison scene at the very beginning the dude like didn't drink water for a week so he looked just as disheveled as possible um yeah so he he put himself into the role pretty pretty hard um and he's believable like a lot of this a lot of the actual story is just the reconciliation of valjean to go from this bitter man uh to you know a guy who loves and gives and and tries to create a world and he he sells the role he sells the valjean role really well he's not doing it justice by singing but the actual chemistry that he holds on set with everybody, it's good. He's he's doing it. So I'm going to give him a rated. Let's not pretend here because Dex said this too. I'm not going to let y'all hold it. Hugh Jackman can sing. He can sing. Are we are we pretending like Hugh Jackman doesn't have pipes on this part? Have we seen The Greatest Showman? <laughs> he can Actually, sing. He just wasn't singing well here. You haven't seen The Greatest Showman? I have not. Uh, very very inaccurate song <laughs> slap. <laughs> that album songs is fire. That album is fire. Um, I'm not gonna let y'all sit here and pretend that that Hugh Jackman cannot sing. He was on. He was like on Broadway forever. I mean, there are a lot of people on Broadway who can't sing, but I will say <laughs> what. I will that is, say that is a wild take. Actually, <laughs> what the fuck are you that talking is, about? <laughs> I will say that uh, Hugh Jackman can sing. He just this role was not 
one suited for his singing voice. I just wasn't. I'd enjoy the sound of his voice. That's all. Like I, huh. it's not for me. Yeah. Interesting. So, what would you tell call it, Dex? Do you have any more thoughts on his performance? Uh, I mean, I, I guess it's properly rated. I'll say overrated. Just to keep it interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I don't like the sound of his voice. Uh, there were a few like moments in this where I was like, "This is just Hugh Jackman." Like, I, he's not changing his voice. He's not like uh-huh. doing anything. He's just Hugh Jackman right now. Um. But yeah, uh, it was fine, I guess. There's nothing really wrong with it other than a singing voice. But uh, yeah, it's alright. I cannot believe this take. This is a wild ass take. Um, <laughs> might I, I, I? I will add this was an incredible year for the acting category at the Oscars. Do you want to guess the winner that year, 2012? I bet you uh... can. I bet. I bet you know it. I probably do, but not off the top of my head. Twenty twenty twelve. Yeah. Uh, is that a, is that King's Speech? No, it's not. No, it was no, before this. Was... Okay, uh, I'll just I'll just tell it because we'll we'll sit here forever guessing. But it was Daniel Day Lewis for Lincoln. Oh. Yeah. Another and, movie I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see that one either. I've seen like thirty minutes of it. Um, talk about another long ass movie. Uh, Bradley Cooper was also nominated for Silver Linings Playbook, Denzel Washington for Flight, and Joaquin Phoenix for The Master. So, mm-hmm. stat. Here's a hot take. Silver yeah. Linings Playbook is not a good movie. What? Get the fuck. Get out of here. <laughs> Get off my plane. How dare you. Get off my plane. <laughs> now that <laughs> Air Force One is a great movie. Um... No, it's not good. We'll get into it. I'm sure we'll take it down eventually. Just well, we, now we have because to now. Now just... Uh, but it's not good. I'll I will die on that hill. Wow. <laughs> Some oh, wild takes here in the first 30 Sorry. minutes of this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. God, we are getting some takes off. Yeah. Um... We didn't get a whole lot of takes on Avatar, so we got to bring them in here. Yeah, no, no, we totally did not uh, give any takes on that two-hour pod. The, um, yeah, I'll, I'll call his performance properly rated. I thought he was, I thought he sold, especially in the first half of this movie, like a just a completely beaten down mm-hmm. uh, man. He does have that. I will say he does have that thing where he really does like try to carry his. I don't know if this is the right term. It's like vibrato or whatever you want to call it, where it's just like, he just like tries yeah. to sell it and maintain it for a long time. And that's sort of what I know about Hugh Jackman singing. Um, but yeah, I thought, you know, I thought, it, especially in the first half of this movie, he was, he was pretty good. Uh, also, is he the strongest person on the planet? Man, yeah, we need to talk about that because that's something that I've, I've never understood. Even, you know, reading the book and watching the musical and whatnot, it doesn't make sense that he's just this stupid strong. Right. Because it's also implied that he can basically pull a whole ship by himself. It's a, it's bonkers. He lifts the mast, basically, of a, <laughs> of a ship and then he's like, pick up the flag. And instead of just picking up the flag, he picks up the <laughs> flag pole. Like here, yeah. boom. Like why? 
why not why send him to jail for selling a loaf of bread which you know whatever why not just conscript him into the army i mean we are right at the end of the napoleonic wars so like just have this big huge dude that could punch out a whole platoon i guess we have wolverine (laughs) (laughs) yeah nobody thought about that (laughs) it's never fully explained why valjean is just is so stupid strong is that in the book? I'm going to ask you this question a lot. Is that in the book? Yeah. I mean, it, oh. that's basically the only way. Even though Valjean never changes appearances in any of the adaptions of this film, like he just, he grows sideburns, really, is, is kind of what it is. He grows out his hair and gets a little scruffy and puts on nicer clothes. But like, he's Hugh Jackman all the way through. And it's the same way Valjean all the way through all the adaptions. Like, there's not a physical change. So the only way Javert ever notices him. It's because there's like, this dude is super strong. I only know one man that's super strong. It's like, okay. (laughs) I will say, I wrote that, I wrote a couple things down that I had problems with, and we will definitely go over some of these notes later. But um, I put he's strong as hell, first of all. Mm. But it's just like, he grows sideburns and puts on a top hat, and Russell Crowe's like, I've never seen this man before. And you're just like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it looks like Hugh Jackman to me, bud. <laughs> or maybe was his haircut so shitty in the very beginning that he was just like, ew. Like, he just didn't ever look him in the face. I don't know. Right, I have a question mean... about something that's in the book or not in the book. How does uh, Jean Valjean become rich? Like what? Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean. <laughs> That's his name, Jean Valjean. Blue Jean Valjean. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I honestly really don't remember, and I think that's kind of skipped over a little bit. Is just that six years later from tearing up his probation card, that he went into an honest life and became loaded. Um, well, he yeah. took that silver. He, yeah, he, he takes the silver candlesticks, but uh, he—I think he ends up keeping those. I don't think he ended up selling them because I think he kept them as like a symbol of like I'm going to stop being bad or being what you know the system thinks I am, and I'm I'm going to turn myself over to God and be a you know a good man. So I I actually I don't know how where he got the money from. Because, yeah, if I just had the ability to just pop up in a new town and suddenly become rich, I would do that all the time, <laughs> just like Gene. Just keep to just keep changing lives, Dex Hinton's story. <laughs> Epi, we're going to see, we're going to find Dex in, like, Cincinnati. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm a millionaire now, didn't you know? Living the highway. Oh, he, he becomes rich by uh, inventing a new way to make black jade glass, which I guess is what the factory is all about. Sounds like a health code violation. We got to check that out. Probably. <laughs> Sounds like what a street of... name for drugs. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what do we think about? What do we think about the guy tracking him down? Russell Crowe's performance. Not Gerard Butler. Not Gerard. Notably, not Gerard Butler. I had Phantom <laughs> the Opera on the brain for some reason. Sorry. <laughs> hey, it's the same movie. Another bad movie. Um, I don't know. Dice, you can go first. I'm gonna look up something really quick. His singing was terrible. Um, but other than that, I mean, he was fine. This is the most <laughs> alrightest movie ever. Like, 
<laughs> I, it's even more all right than Avatar. Yeah, it's better than Avatar, but it's like, it's just okay. Like, I don't know. He didn't ruin it for me. He didn't make it better. He was just kind of there. Like, his singing sucks, but I don't know. The performance is fine. The character motivation, it's weird. It's like, why do you care so much about this one prisoner? Like, don't you have other shit you need to be doing and, like, worried about? But, uh, why are you, over the course of 19 years, this concerned about this one prisoner? I don't get that. I don't, yeah, the motivation, I, like, after six years, after six years, I would have been like, you know what, good for him. He, he did it. He got away. Like, I don't know, it makes you think like he's never lost a, like lost somebody or that anybody's jumped parole on his watch or something like that. I don't, like, he's got to keep like, that quota up, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, man, his, his singing nearly takes me out of this movie. It's not, it's really not good. Like, I don't know what, star power Russell Crowe, granted. But like, I don't know. I don't know who you, you can't find any, anyone else. Anyone else. Mm-hmm. There are stars that can literally sing. So I don't know. Or he didn't learn how to sing better. Like Bradley Cooper learned how to what? Like what do I don't I just don't get it. <laughs> like how is he so bad? They didn't want to dub over him for whatever reason. I guess that's the thing with this movie is uh everybody's doing their own singing, but yeah, you could have picked anybody else and it would have been fine. You don't need Russell Crowe like I, I, f- I feel like Russell Crowe is not like that big a box office draw in 2012. Like you could have replaced him. This is a good point. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's, he's so, I don't even know if he's like, I think he's properly rated because people think that this role is bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if we had to go that direction. Um, I'm going to pause it a question before I, I give the, my rating. Do you think this film would have held up on its own name, which I do think it would have, if instead of these A-list and B-list actors that they shut in the role, if they actually got like Broadway performers to do it? No. Not you think that it, you think the stars like. I think Anne Hathaway. I think Anne Hathaway and Hugh Jackman are the draw for this movie. Yeah, I think for the normal for the normie. It wouldn't have been yeah. like four hundred whatever million it was, but it'd probably still have been like. I don't know, two fifty three. Yeah, I think I. I don't. I agree. I don't think it would have made as much bank, and probably would not have had the same. Like, it probably wouldn't have even had the same. Even though the budget was minuscule, probably smaller than that. But I don't know. It's a fun thought experiment to be, but like, because other films have done that. Um, well, they're gonna try to do it with. Uh, I think they're gonna try to do it with. Now all these people are famous, but with the. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamilton cast. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Hamilton. Uh, aren't they just showing like a production of the play? It's not like a movie. Are they do? Are they doing that? That's yeah, what I it's thought. basically just yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, are they doing that with the with in the Heights though? Mm, no, I think I think no. there's actually some actors in there. I no, mean, no, not no, that, I, Hugh okay. Jackman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman yeah. in, in the Heights. Um, anyway, back to 1960. That happens. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Russell, Russell Crowe is trash. Um, <laughs> it, it's hard to get past him. Like it, you, he takes you so hard out of the film because at least you can get past Hugh Jackman in a way. At least like the his acting and his singing keeps the story moving. And, and for a brief moment, you let you kind of forget it's Hugh Jackman. And you're more focused on the character of Valjean. Russell Crowe like stomps his way through the film to the point mm. where you can't ignore him. You're just like that's that's just Russell Crowe badly singing out of key. Um, I will give him credit. Um, Javert is a very confusing gray area character. Like he is the quote unquote antagonist of the film, and it's because you know he's chasing out Valjean, who we you know grow to love and whatever. Um, and so he has to have this air around him of, of basically torturing Valjean wherever he goes. And Crow does bring that to the table. Like, he is an intimidating force. And, like, when they meet in the hospital after Anne Hathaway passes away, or right before... Spoiler, like, dude! <laughs> Spoiler for a movie that came out eight years ago. Spoiler! Oh, and on. <laughs> for a situation that happened in 1835. Um... Like you do believe, you do believe um, the conversation between them. Like you do believe the friction, and so I think that is good acting, at least on Russell Crowe's part. Is that you really do kind of feel this disdain and hatred of Valjean from him? So I'll give him that credit for how he approaches the role with this sort of demeanor of "I only search for justice," but the fact that he just can't sing takes you out of the film yeah. so hard russell crowe has for a long time probably even since before gladiator i would even say during uh la confidential or what have you he's always just been he's just this big brooding guy and so that i guess that works well for the character where it's just like he's this force like trying to track down somebody and i guess that's where that that's what they were going for it's somebody like he, equal or greater stature than Jean Valjean, like Hugh Jackman, like 6'2", like 250. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got to find somebody that can match him, but it's just like, man, you couldn't find one big dude that could sing? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's so, so bad. He's easily the worst singer in the film, right? Oh, yeah. Not even, like, everybody else can actually kind of sing. Yeah. I would say the closest one to competing is Eddie Redmayne. That might be a personal opinion. Uh, but no, Russell Crowe takes it as the worst one. Yeah. I, I, well, Eddie Redmayne's in like, you know, an hour of this film. So, but like, he's in Russell Crowe's <laughs> like, Russell Crowe, stomping is such a good word that you use. Like, just, just, <laughs> like, just, ah! <laughs> he, covers, he covers the whole frame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, very crazy, weird death in this movie. So that's the other thing. And his death is supposed to be this poignant moment where he, as the character, realizes that he cannot live in this society because his thirst for justice makes him unable to bend to the will. And so he must take himself out. We break his neck in this (laughs) and show it. Mm. I don't know, man. Even... Even what you just described, like that, just seems so weird to me, man. Like, just go do something else. Like, you don't, <laughs> you'll be okay if this one prisoner skipped out on parole. Like, he's a good person now. It's fine. 
This is just yeah, he's a, adopted a kid. He employs <laughs> hundreds of women. Uh, this guy's this guy's lauded in today's society. They'd be like, <laughs> "This is yeah. what you want from like rehabilitation a a criminal." <laughs> Why you have to kill yourself because this guy is out of prison now? I don't get it. So, um, yeah, it's he's beaten me one too many times. <laughs> I can't live like this. That was um, fun. <laughs> You're just screaming in the middle of the night, just everybody, shut up! Could you imagine, like, what the other... I guess he's, like, a member of the National Guard towards the end, but can you guys, like, imagine what everybody else around him was like, hey, man, we got, like, murderers and other crimes to go, and he's like, no, 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 no. there's this guy. He stole some bread. He broke rule. We gotta find him first. But there's, he's like... He's strong as shit. Lin- we can't let him walk <laughs> the streets. Last time I saw him, he was very kind. He asked me for a couple of days extension so we can take care of this girl. We gotta get him. A dead prostitute in the streets. I mean, mm. Ew, gross. Red thief, <laughs> you. Uh, uh, okay. Speaking of prostitutes, what do we think about Anne Hathaway in this movie? Not in real life, in the movie. I should <laughs> dis- disclaimer. She's not. What do we think of Anne Hathaway, period? What do we think of what do we think of uh, her character in this movie? Literally, I think in this movie for fifteen minutes. I think it's my thoughts span. are the same about her in real life and in this movie. Oh. She's incredible. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, that is the correct that's take. A, yeah, that's the correct take. Expand, please. I I need to get a beverage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd go with properly rated. She, uh, I thought she was in this movie for longer just because of how much I had heard about her performance. Uh, before mm-hmm. and obviously she won the Oscar so like I put on Twitter I looked at my phone for like two seconds during the hospital scene then I looked back up and she was dead and I was like mm, let me go back and uh, <laughs> figure out what just happened because I what but uh, yeah whenever she's on screen she's of the actors who we haven't seen in musicals before she's probably the best singer um, she she gives a great performance. You like believe her, and you feel terrible for her at every point. Uh, yeah, properly rated. Love her. She's the best. Also, wild that she added like like we knew she had a bit with Hugh Jackman at the Oscars in like two thousand and ten or something like that, two thousand nine, where she mm-hmm. sung. But also, just wild out of nowhere that she could belt it like this. Yeah, she killed it. Um... You mean the Princess Diaries can sing like this? Oh. <laughs> oh. The, well, I don't know. Can I, I'm, I'm going to spoil Ocean 8. The Dimwood turned criminal mastermind in Ocean's 8. Uh, yeah, I don't. She is in this film for a short amount of time, and I think it, it's really telling about what she accomplished to win an Oscar based entirely off of essentially one song she sings i dream a dream um fire it, yeah total fire that that whole scene is disturbing and amazing all at the same time and she wins an oscar for it like there's no way to rate this except for exactly as rated as it should have been Got the Anthony Hopkins treatment for Silence of the Lambs, just winning for like <laughs> 10, minutes, ten minutes of screen time. So many people were like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Um, the, the I Dream a Dream is incredible. 
Hooper does a uh, incredible thing where I wrote this down and I normally don't, like I've always said, I'm a dumb brain. So I normally don't always notice things like this. He never cuts from her. Not once no. when she's, when she gets up and has a, it's like basically like a headshot the entire time. Very minimal headroom. Sometimes cuts her forehead off and it's just like, all right, I'm staying on you. You better do enough here. Yeah. And she does. It's, it, it really is the best performance in this movie. And it's almost a shame. I mean, she got the best with the most depth to play besides Valjean. Mm-hmm. But like, besides Jean Valjean, she is, <laughs> she's the best, like she has the most character depth and story and everything else probably. And really just, yeah. I think runtime, it's like 20 minutes, but I think her screen time may be even less than 15 minutes. Um, and also, fun fact, uh, that was her real hair that was cut. It was not a wig. They put uh, the actual hairdresser from the film in a dress and gave him scissors and actually cut her real hair. So committed to that role. Damn. Everyone in this movie has a shit haircut at one point. Yeah. Do people not know how to shave heads? <laughs> or are they so good that they purposely badly shave heads? I guess they're just cutting it off with knives and stuff like that, so they're not like really yeah. getting after it. So, I mean, that's probably what it's going to look like if quarantine goes another few months. Everybody's going to come out yeah. with just terribly shaved heads. Yo, I have a mullet right now. (laughs) Like, I wish I was joking about that. My hair was long before this. It has just somehow developed into a mullet. That's I was lucky. That's the white in me coming out. That's just like the (laughs) sexes. I was lucky, and I got my hair cut like two or three days right before the quarantine kicked in. So I'm I'm doing okay right now. But like in a couple more weeks, it's gonna get shaggy as hell. And then you're just gonna have to chop it off, and it's gonna look like I'm gonna have to chop it off. Less miserable. <laughs> yeah, she walks around. Come... Go ahead. I was gonna say they're gonna come after us on our pronunciations. <laughs> Whatever. They speak, <laughs> they speak in British accents in a French movie. What? Are we, what? Not wrong. Not a wrong observation at all. And uh, sometimes. Sasha Baron Cohen speaks in both a French and a British accent. <laughs> um, yeah, she walked around with that haircut for a minute, and it, mm. I get yeah, like it is because they just chopped your hair off over here. That's a wild thing to do. Also, props to like, the you don't cameras. Have to do that. <laughs> props to this camera guy because you only get one take, so if you miss oh, that yeah. focus. <laughs> Could you imagine how pissed off she would be? Like, oh, actually, we missed it just a little bit. You're gonna have to put on a wig now. Um, the SD card wasn't formatted. <laughs> Our bad. It's like, it's like when somebody quits, like in the middle of a movie. Like we gotta delay this for three months because uh, <laughs> gotta find a new Anne Hathaway. Um, yeah, I don't know. She's she's. Great. There's some things that I text in the group chat and I kind of wrote down. She real quick to sell her teeth. Yep. Gotta like, do what ugh. you gotta do. Woo! Yeah, I mean. Like, 
I need money. Well, uh, how about you give us your hair? How about your teeth? That's a joke. Yep. You got a part <laughs> yeah. of mouth. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's what I was texting you guys is that, like, it jumps so hard. Like, giving your hair sucks. It's fine. It'll grow back. And granted, prostitution, 18, 20, something, something or other, or whatever it was, it's going to suck, too, because you're you're going to die. And especially at that point in time, there's a massive outbreak of cholera, which is what she ends up dying of anyway. So being a prostitute is not a lifelong job. But you're she's going to die of, like, I mean, it is, technically. <laughs> she's going to die of sepsis. Like, there is no... It, that is not, like, a clean hospital that they're removing her teeth in. She's going to die right there. There is rust in her mouth. It's not not once or she like where are those pliers been. She's just like pay me now. Like mm. get in there. How about we sterilize? We're gonna sterilize. <laughs> nope, we're just gonna do this in a back alleyway. Oh, we're surrounded by rats and feces. Yeah, that's fine. Just get it in there. It is incredible how much we're washing. You granted, you we all should have been washing our hands beforehand. <laughs> It is incredible how much I have washed my hands in the past two months. My hands have never been cleaner. Yeah, same. Not once. <laughs> not once would I see somebody and they're just like, hey, let me pull out your teeth. <laughs> not not with what's going on there. Nah. -uh. No, like, no. I, I put in the group message, any time before 1960 sucks. Sorry. No, yeah, no, no. There's an even. This is a fact. Yeah, even 1960, pretty bad, you know, for some of us. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, <laughs> for one member in our podcast, <laughs> I'm I'm rounding down. But um, <laughs> the uh, that's a good point. Let's go like 1985, shall we? We're we go. 1985. Right. Even then. The best time to live is... Nobody wants to talk about it. The best, the best time to live was, like, now. 2010. Yeah, if we're being honest. 2010 is now. Get yeah. Um, even now. <laughs> yeah, like... There's a... 2008 to, like, 2014. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a period. There's, like, a period in there where everything was... The great, great section of like eight years there. <laughs> the, um, I just like, man, they make it, and a few movies do this, they make it look so terrible to live in like the 1800s, which it was. Like, it, oh, yeah, like, gross. I don't, I just can't, can't get over that. Just people with warts and like, like, I got syphilis again. Like, <laughs> yeah there's like not a whole lot of outcomes for you in this movie it's like okay you can either die in the war or mm -hmm. you can die of a preventable disease because you were so poor or you can clean up blood in the streets like that's your only options you or also you can get disease from the blood in the streets but or you can be rich and also die at 58 because they just didn't have cures for like diabetes and things <laughs> yeah like normal things that we just they just didn't uh, yeah oh he has diarrhea really bad how will he fix that I don't know he may just die 
Put some leeches on them. Hope it works. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that? Well, There's probably no. Where's that dude with the weird duck mask thing? Can he come in here and <laughs> the plague doctor? <laughs> <laughs> He's still around a hundred years later, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, right? That's why he's uh, the doctor. Sure. People, are, people are still pooping in the streets. You can't convince me otherwise. Oh, no, for sure. Oh, crap. All right. I don't even know uh, where to go. I guess we could... I mean, Eddie Redmayne's in this movie also. Mm-hmm. What's so, his yeah. Eddie Redmayne voice? <laughs> he's, he's here. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, this is before he won an Oscar. Uh, properly rated i guess i don't know I don't, I don't think much about eddie redman he's never been in a uh n- he's never not been in a period piece uh think about the, it the harry potter series um technically well i mean technically that is a period piece yeah Period piece or genre film. I know you hate yeah. that. I know you hate that term, Dex. I hate it so much. What does it even mean? It means genre film. <laughs> God damn it. Can we talk about how he literally just saw this chick stand across the street and was like, that's the one. I'm in love. Let's put this revolution on hold. Her eyes are bananas. I got to get her number. <laughs> Uh yeah, Marius is Marius is a rough character. Uh, also, why this poor girl is just fawning over him the entire time, and he's just like, no, ew. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in eighteen twenty, God, I really need to know what the year is. It's eighteen twenty something. By then, uh, it was like eighteen thirty something. Oh, that's right. Uh, Doesn't matter. I want to say I think it's eighteen thirty two is when the June Rebellion is. So around there. Um. I don't know. It's 1832. Like, what are your prospects, really? If you see a beautiful woman, you got to make that your wife. Like, you got. It's, it's not a dating pool. Like, pick that one. Here. Let's go. I'm 16. You're 14. What are we doing? <laughs> that's actually. That's pretty true. Uh, uh. Fellas will fall in line. That's uh. that's bananas. Just like, just like. Uh. 15 time to find a wife like oh um i know this is jumping ahead uh we're not going in any order this is about as far as i got in the movie yeah uh fun fact where they have the barricade is diagonally from harry potter nice yeah so you go fun fact of the day eddie Redmayne gets to uh join both of those worlds um Okay, so the two other characters that I think need to be talked about, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and Helena Bonham Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Andos, the the, the three name people. The the Anandir. Master of the house. Um, <laughs> what a wild scene! Incredibly wild. What a great also scene. wild character. <laughs> Wild characters. Uh, great. Uh, I was riveted. That was amazing f- cinema. Master of the House is a great song. Like I knew that song. I'd never seen the movie. Um, yeah. Seeing it in practice is ooh. Uh, it's it it is riveting, but it's just also just like 
I, I nearly threw up <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> this he, is... cha- he caught. He they literally they chopped off a cat's tail. Mm-hmm. But in the meat grinder. Um, <laughs> this is perhaps the best casting of the whole film. You can make an argument for um, the poor girl that played Eponine. I can't remember her name. I think this was her first film, actually. Samantha um, Barks. There you go. Um, you had to look that one up, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> on the Wikipedia page right now. Yeah, I was. I, mm-hmm. It came way quick on that one. No, uh, this is this is the best because um, they are shady characters, and I, that's I mean, Helen Bonham Carter is playing Helen Bonham Carter from Sweeney Todd. Um, essentially, he's kind of he's kind of playing the same Sweeney Todd character. I wrote that down. Yeah, they're I mean, they're both tapping into past roles because they both have been very scummy characters in a lot of different films. So it didn't take a whole lot for them to tap back into that because that's kind of their bread and butter. Um, but it, it is. It's a show-stopping piece. And there is an argument to be made aside from everything that happens at the barricade. Like, this is the central set piece of the film. It's, it's probably the best choreography. It's the best singing. There's so much happening that, like, you have to watch it two or three times to catch, like, all the little uh, pickpocket schemes and all, like, the little quips and fun things um, that they oh, do to Santa. other people. <laughs> best line of the movie best line it's it is incredible acting it's incredible casting choice like this if they missed everything else in the film they nailed this one just uh, a few things he pisses in a bottle they chop off a cat's tail they steal a leg they steal eyes uh, he reaches up under a dude taking a shit steals his money <laughs> Uh, All I want to say is that we got to get Helena Bottom Carter at Oscar. Like we have to do that. It's necessary. Really surprised. Yeah. It's, really surprised. It's past time. Was she nominated for King's Speech? She was. She didn't win. Yes. Yeah. Also, okay. the Wings she's of the Dove back in the nineties. You had a tweet, sir, that I would like to address. <laughs> Shall oh. I? Ch- Shall I read it on the on the podcast? If you must. Yeah. Go ahead and drag them. Oh, oh, I must. The dirtier and crazier Helena Bonham Carter looks in movies, the more I want to redact it. Explain yourself <laughs> um, right now. That is uh, the redaction is classified information, but I will say, um, Bellatrix Lestrange, crazy as hell, does something for me. Uh, <laughs> that says well, that's a you thing. Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> She's a beautiful woman. What can I say? She is. The characters are just that is a, just a wild choice. I mean, it is what it is. The what, heart what do you, what do you heart want from me? I'm a simple man. <laughs> Not a. <laughs> Not technically, if we're if we're going for these characters, <laughs> he's a simple man with Tim Burton like tastes. It is it is crazy how like many great films, and mostly she's been in a lot of Tim Burton esque films. Uh, but she, you know, she was in the King's Speech. She's been in uh, the Queen, which she was getting some love for recently. Um, the Crown. Oh yeah, thank you. Sorry. Uh, so it's it's it Fight is kind of crazy that Fight Club. 
Mm-hmm. Classic. It is. It is kind of crazy that she is uh, hasn't been nominated more for stuff. Yeah, just know. two nominations, no wins. You hate to see it. I do hate to see it. Uh, she'll probably get one when she's like, she'll be like a, she'll be like, she'll be like in her 70s. She'll be like 75 and get one. She's going she'll to be in the MCU her. next, like everyone else. So, you know, she's got yeah. that going for her. <laughs> Absolutely. Where we all end up. Sasha Baron Cohen's playing the same character uh, from Sweeney Todd as well. Um, mm-hmm. Good casting, though. I will say. I mean, just like you said, Jake. It just, yep, yeah, that makes sense. It's a central set piece. Yeah, I don't really have any. I, I honestly, guys, uh, I, I don't have anything else. <laughs> I have carried uh, this as far. I have BS as far as I can BS. Uh, not even Amanda Seyfried. Oh, uh, her eyes, I don't know if they weird me out or are good. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes. Um, is the she only the only American her? in this movie? I do not know the answer to this. I mean, probably. Is Anne Hathaway not Anne American? Hathaway? Oh, shit. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you breaking news to me right now? <laughs> I'm, an idiot. I'm an idiot. Yeah, you're right. Known Canadian, Anne Hathaway. Um, <laughs> I'm a di- that was dumb. Yeah, just brain fart right there. Anyway, continue. Uh, actually, there's really not much to say about Amanda Seyfried in this movie. She shows up for as long as she's needed. The Cosette part, it does not matter as a teenager and an adult it's all about you know her as a child being taken care of by the the animals. um so she's here she does what she needs to and she gets out there's no writing there um same with and i forgot her name but dex knows the girl that played eponine samantha barks uh yeah who apparently she played was- her on the west end in the west yeah. end Oh, there you go. Uh, Before this. Her big moment is uh, um, On My Own, which is my favorite song from um, the musical, and she kills it. It is a, it's a beautiful, tragic moment, but all the way up until her death behind the barricade, she's, she's there. She's, she's killing it as best she can, so I'll give her uh, a properly too underrated. Uh, she's never really talked about. Her death was really stupid looking. Like, it... It looked like yeah. she just like yanked the gun towards herself. Why would you do that? Like it just looked really dumb. I'm sure in other <laughs> uh you know, adaptations of this it makes a lot more sense. It's like more heroic or whatever, but in this movie it just looked dumb as hell. It's like girl, why why are you here? What what? Yeah. Um Simpin Peretti Redman. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot that, that happens with Eponine's character. Um, it didn't, it doesn't show up in this movie, but eventually the theaters lose their, uh, bar tavern hotel thingy and they just become like basically shitty mastermind criminals and they're going to, um, rob Valjean. 
and they end up stopping or Evening ends up stopping that and so she has this whole tragic arc from going being like the doted upon daughter to poor street girl that just wants to be loved and usually in in the play and obviously in the book it's it's kind of this beautiful tragedy it's kind of when she dies behind the barricade because we spend so much time with Amanda Seyfried you kind of forget that this is like a tragic moment for this girl is that she gave everything for love and ends up dying and Eddie Redman was like man we could have been good together but Seyfried and then she gets forgotten about <laughs> yeah for me I was like okay well I guess that resolves the love triangle moving on <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that worked itself out I mean you just gotta be patient I guess uh, but yeah, I, thought <laughs> she was, game. I thought she was really good in this role uh, and apparently she good is now come to those who wait Apparently yeah. she is now Elsa in the UK version of Frozen. So I'm going to have to definitely look Good into that. Good for you, that. girl. Go you. Killing it. Samantha Barks. Did you fall in love? I did. Okay. <laughs> Riff Raff Street Rat. I don't buy that. That's what I'm thinking about her character. <laughs> Aladdin? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Are there any other characters? That's of note. Gotta uh, still live. Gotta... <laughs> There's the Fabio-looking dude that leads the revolution. Can we talk that, about the little um, kid? <laughs> the Dickensian oh, child. Um, the Dickensian. Um, Gavroche? Gavroche. 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 I, Gavroche? Sure, I'm reading <laughs> Gavroche. it. Gavroche. Gavroche. Whatever. I thought he was really good. I really liked him. Like... From the jump, his first scene, I was like, okay, I like this kid. And then he just kept coming up clutch until, you know, he died. <laughs> um, I did write, why are always little orphans getting into uh, mischief in these kinds of movies? They need to make money somehow. Yeah, I guess. Anyway. But yeah, <laughs> he was super clutch, like, just at all times. Just idiot, like. Uh, what's his name? Jabert shows up and he's like, oh no, I know that man. He's a cop. This is the police. We don't fuck with him. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> then, uh, hey yo, this dude's a cop! <laughs> <laughs> he's the police! Gene Valjean shows up and he's like, nah, he cool, he cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> this dude's eating beans! <laughs> I mean, that's basically that scene. Basically. Uh, no, I, uh, I, I, I it, it's always funny when, when it's just like a group of ragtag Dickensian children just running through the street. Please, mister. It's like, aren't you French? <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, not a whole lot else happens here unless you want to talk about the barricade scene. I don't have any. I, I didn't <laughs> DNF. I, I didn't get there. Uh, do you hear the people sing is a great song? I will what add. a good I will what add a wild that. scene, but a good scene. They shoot that poor woman. She was an innocent woman. <laughs> <laughs> that, that dude did not. He was he was he what an unclutch moment by that guy. Just bricking the three. Just like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> that poor soldier just like... Ugh! 
terrible. Striking out, striking out down a run with a runner on third. That guy pulling the trigger way too early. He went full Tyler White. Oh, R.I.P. to the Great White. Pretty much historically accurate. Um, uh, the La Maroque, La, man, I forgot what the general's name is. His funeral procession, that's basically was the plan, is that they were going to open fire and then there was going to be a couple of kidnappings, including the Marquis Lafayette. Um, but that's basically what happened is they just randomly shot into a crowd. Luckily, they only killed some like German soldiers, I think is what it was. But that was their plan, just shooting the crowd yeah, and start stealing people. <laughs> Um, so wildly historically accurate, but cool scene to get on the horse and red flag it. I don't have anything else. What's y'all's favorite song from this movie? This is going to be a short pod. This is a short pod. Hour and 10 minutes. Yep. It's I'm not doing it. Later. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's... I didn't do any justice by not finishing this movie. <laughs> um... Mine's a split between uh, Bring Him Home, which is the only part of the movie I absolutely hate. Hugh Jackman did not give that song its due credit, but it's a very, it's a kind of a special song, and it it takes a very special voice to sing it, and he just doesn't, and that's kind of why I rated him like I did. Um, but I also love um, On My Own. I'm going to go with One Day More. I've like heard that song. Oh, yeah. That's the only song I've heard before I saw this movie from this movie uh, that I knew by name. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's my fave. One day more. Master. The first act too. I would say Master of the House. Um, yeah. Or I, I do like. Do you, uh, what's the name of that song that I just said? You, oh, do you hear the people sing? I really do like that. Or Dream to yeah. Dream. Come on. Yeah, Dream to Dream is fantastic. Yeah. So different from this life I'm living. <laughs> <laughs> so different from... She, she like breaks where she just doesn't sing for a second. She just like cries. It's, I was just like... Ooh. Yeah, there's there's a moment where she ran out of breath and there's just that, that kind of that quick like gasp oh. in. Oh, it's good. I wonder how many takes that took, or did she like record in the studio? Like, I don't how I don't know uh, how that works. Uh, for this one, they recorded in studio. I think a couple of months before principal, and then during the actual filming, they just uh, mimed. That's so difficult to like what you were feeling in the studio to just in. All right, now do it again. I mean, it's reverse ADR. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know how you do that. I think I, I remember seeing a behind the scenes uh, little featurette where I think they had like the touring pianist on set and they would just kind of sit behind camera. And so anytime they're about to start rolling, they would like practice a song a little bit just to keep the mojo going and then they would, you know, run it. Hmm. But yeah, for this one, they recorded beforehand and then just mined it during uh, filming. It's great acting. She sold that shit. <laughs> she did. I believed it. I believe she was singing right there. <laughs> um, all right. So Dex posed this. I, unless y'all have anything else about uh, Lay's Miserables, I uh, sorry, I don't. 
It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're missing the whole back half of the film. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, J- uh, Jake, I know you probably have because, like, this is this is you love this, so I don't know, like, no, if you have it, anything that you wrote down that you want. I have a few notes that we can go over, I guess. Uh, no, let's hit up your notes. Um, the only thing that I was really going to add is that at the end, the theaters crashed the wedding and let. Um, Eddie Redmayne know that it was Valjean that uh, saved his life and that's when they go and see him and Valjean dies in the monastery and whatever that scene is also not good because it's supposed to be this big poignant scene and they kind of make it very comical um, which is fine it is what it is it's it's hard to have those moments with you know titans of the grimy comedy world of Helen of Bonaparte and, and Sacha Baron Cohen but it's I also don't take Eddie Redmayne series as a threatening character to kick people out of his wedding and, and then punch people. Um, but yeah, that's all I really had. All right. So have some notes here about this movie. Uh, this, they just start singing and they don't stop. Yeah. No, no. And I don't like musicals that do that. Anyway, you need like um, contextual background. Yeah. There's a Yeah. I mean, I need a break. Yeah, there is a lot to this story that's that's not explained. Like I, this, this story is like incorrectly assumed to be like taking place during the French Revolution, which technically it is. I mean, we're after Napoleon and whatnot, so it's not you know the guillotine era that most people associate with. But it's it's hard to grasp what's really happening because there's not like any exposition to be like, okay, so here's what happened. Aside from he stole bread, he owns a factory now. He's still wanted by the law. None. And it's just like, if you, like your Dex was saying, like if you look down for two seconds and it's just like, you missed the line that they were singing. Like, yeah. I almost missed that he got 19 years for stealing bread. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I got to make fun of that later. Why, why are they singing? <laughs> I missed the whole reason no. that Anne Hathaway got fired from the factory. I was like, was she just having a lot of sex? And they're like, you can't work here anymore. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that. She had a baby and all these girls are like, all these girls are like, whore? And they're like, what? Baby out of wedlock. Whatever. It's 1826-ish. Like, that still doesn't, I mean, we're sitting in 2020. All those women kind of have gonorrhea. Life. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like she works at a I mean, factory making black whatever glass. Like, it's, it's fine. Who yeah. cares? I mean, chances are everybody in that room had cholera at the time, but still. Everyone in that factory has black lung. They all have lung cancer. Like, no one... Not one person in there can throw a stone. Yeah, but... I don't know. Um, Sorry, I just was ordering tacos. (laughs) One thing that I wrote down was I really like all the, like, rain and water scenes in this movie. They look really good, like... From the beginning, yeah, there's a lot of water with the movie. boat, like the different rain scenes. They all look really good. Uh, I really like that. This movie, this movie looks incredible. I, I did write that down. Like, like whoever was in the cinema, and I don't know if it's the same guy because I don't know. And we we'll have this discussion in two seconds. Don't get don't don't fret mm-hmm. about how Tom Hooper goes from making stuff like this in the King's Speech to whatever. I, I guess Cats was. I still haven't seen it but there's a butthole cat out there somewhere never forget um 
<laughs> so, so the cinematography, especially it opens like on a grand scale. They're pulling a ship in and like mm-hmm. just it's raining and everybody is mad as hell. Like it's just it is it is on a grand scale and everything in this movie does. The colors are good. Like the way that it's framed is good. The way that the camera moves is awesome. The, the makeup and style. It's just all it's all good. Like all of that yeah. is incredible. So uh, I don't know. Cinematographer is a gentleman known uh, as Danny Cohen. You may know his work from The King's Speech or Room or mm-hmm. a movie I absolutely love that is absolutely hated, Pirate Radio. I haven't seen it. Never seen it. Need to see it. Uh, I think it now goes by the name The Radio or The Ship That Rocked. Um, but Philip Seymour Hoffman and... Yeah, uh, I remember I wanting to watch it. Tallulah Riley's first role there um hmm. elon musk's ex-wife now on westworld okay. maybe um that's a good Never movie heard. but yeah so obviously um this is coming from a guy that like has some pretty heavy credits to his name and yeah obviously still going it's not dead or anything but so but i agree the cinematography is great um i think they did do it justice even though you know, it, it's hard to translate from stage to screen because part of what happens on stage is a bit of theater of the mind. You have to accept that, you know, these are just wood panels and you had to believe it's a building where now on in a film, you actually are looking at the building, you're inside, you're exploring a 3D space. Um, and I think this movie did a really good job of keeping that sort of same ideas that are that translate from the, the stage... Um, and that sort of theatrical lighting. Um, there's kind of some subtle spotlighting on each time somebody uh, sings, which is what you would experience if you, you know, saw the musical. Um, but yeah, this is this is shot beautifully, and, it, and it's done in a tasteful way where it doesn't take away from what you would see on stage. It it basically is what you see on stage, just in a 3D space. Like I said, they they kept on Anne Hathaway like it was a solo on stage the entire mm-hmm. time. You know, sort of that thing. And they zoom in on the faces when they're singing. And, like, in the very first half of the movie, it's just all basically Hugh Jackman's big head just walking through the frame. <laughs> so it's just like, I... Uh, sorry, don't get mad at me. You're very strong. Um, <laughs> no, I... I find that, that with movie musicals or movie that translate into musicals unless it's like west side story where Uh it's just like in three places it's difficult that is a thing that always sometimes or not always sometimes always ends up wrong is like how big do we make this and that's definitely what they ran into the problem with cats oh for sure where they're just like what's the scale i don't know screw it (laughs) it's just like are they cat Set sized? Them to a Are level. they people sized? Who knows? Yeah, and this, and they get it right here. So it's just like, and, and granted, they have a bigger world to it. They have France to work with, like so. It's just yeah. like they 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 get it right with what they did. Um, so they just make Anne Hathaway into a prostitute in like two seconds. I mean, it's a it's a pretty low bar of entry of a job. There's not a. But I mean, it just took. Yeah, I guess it like it just like took <laughs> Anne Hathaway to be like, you know what? Fine, I'm with it. Whatever, let's go. Yeah. Those prostitutes freak me out. I wrote that down. I made a point to write that down. They all they all freak me out. 
it's a weird juxtaposition between Anne Hathaway and the rest of those prostitutes. And I don't know if it's supposed to show that they're just like grizzled veterans that have been doing this for 40 years. But they all look so messed up. And obviously she looks fresh from the factory, beautiful. Mm. But they're almost a bit of a caricature. Well, yeah, and they're all wearing that 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 period makeup and everything, where it's yeah. just all white and like big hair and everything else. But and they all look they just look, ooh. <laughs> not one, not one, not once have, have a, would I have ever thought like, yeah, that that's that's what I'm going for. I'll I'm pay for pay that. For that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna have to go out of my way down a dark alley to pay for that. <laughs> Or I have sex with a woman in a hole in a ship. Uh, <laughs> Good lord. Enough about prostitution. Um, Why did they just keep that shipwreck going? You would imagine somebody would scrap it and try to sell it for something. Everybody's stupid poor. Get money where you can. Or at least, like, maybe the uh, the mayor of the town, uh, Gene Valjean. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Gene Valjean would be like, <laughs> Yeah, how about we just don't have a uh, swimming tetanus out here? How about we not do that? <laughs> coming you, from cleaner. a coming from a life where I physically had to pull a ship in, like we could probably do something with this. Yeah, something. Um, let's see. Sasha Baron is the only one singing in a French accent at first, but then it cuts in and out because it's like he just slips on accident. Yeah. And these are the same characters from Sweeney Todd. Um, and I said, and Amanda Seyfried's eyes are either beautiful or they bug me out, and that's accurate. Yeah. Can't say that enough. That's her in every movie. Her eyes, like, stare. Just immediately, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Amanda Seyfried. Like, yeah, I, I can't look at her any other way. Stare at the camera. That's basically yeah. the direction. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else. Um,. Any more notes from y'all, and then I'll, I'll get to the the Twitter question that we posed that got a lot of traction. A lot of traction. Yeah. Only the uh, other thing that I wrote down was that I liked how they changed the they changed the colors to, to like the different times or whatever, and it it worked for me. I really liked the way it looked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the color palette. This is a very saturated film. Yeah. Like it is vivid, especially at but the I end. But I think again. Yeah. Um, the final scene in the monastery where it's basically like all candles is exceptionally beautiful. Yeah. Um, Don't know yeah, what you're talking about. Right. Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> Bro, finish the movie. There's a, whole, there's a whole like basically war scene that you missed out on. I watched uh, Do You Hear the People Sing? Mm. <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> all right get to the Twitter. There's another hour of this movie just out there in the ether that i'm just never gonna see oh you're killing me two and a half hours holy crap tom hoover cut it down just a bit a bit although if you were in the theater you'd be parked you, your ass would be parked in a seat for three and a half hours at this musical yeah, and there's never really the whole lot for them to cut here. I don't think like it's all pretty. Yeah, probably not. Pretty relevant to now, the story. Um, yeah, there's like some certain scenes that have propped popped up on the Broadway, like um, uh, the Theanders uh, robbing Valjean and and Eddie Redmayne and um, Amanda Seyfried kind of first meeting there. 
didn't make it to this film and that's fine because it's not really that important of a scene it's more of a fontaine based uh scene more than anything but yeah there's this film really did kind of do justice to the main points and didn't cut out really anything that is important like I said, I need to watch like the actual. I need to watch like the miniseries or something just so I can like actually. I didn't even know the miniseries. Yeah, it's a BBC miniseries. Um, it's not uh, Daniel Kalu. No, uh, hold on. I'm sorry. I, I will tell you here in like two seconds. Were you about to say Daniel Kaluuya? Because oh, like, yeah. that'd be <laughs> amazing. Uh, David Oyelowo. We should get better on our pronunciation. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, Dominic West is Jean Valjean. Uh, David O. Uh, sorry. Oleoa. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, he was in Selma. 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 Yeah. And uh, and then it was Lily Collins as Fontaine. Uh, Olivia Jack Coleman's in it, as, as, in it as well. Which big Olivia Coleman stan, me. Uh, David Bradley, who you may know from Harry Potter, is also in here as well. Mm-hmm. John, anyway. Johnny Flynn, that you all will probably have been introduced to recently because Emma is now at home. Yeah, I gotta watch that as well. I don't know if I'm paying for that. Uh, um, let's see here. So we have a we had a Twitter question posed by one Dex uh, Hinton. I think that's how you pronounce your name, right? Close oh, enough. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Hard eye Hinton. <laughs> Hinton. Deeks Hinton. Um, <laughs> you you basically posed the question of if you could have one actor who all you could do is watch their filmography during quarantine you and you and them watch their filmography during quarantine who would it be that's all you can do now we had many a horny response yes yes we did <laughs> yeah, definitely uh myself included because i only read the front half of this right question i didn't read the back half because i did i thought it was just like who well, would you for the corn i thought it was just like who would you your yeah, answer's on it brand. Was, it was on brand for the podcast, just to keep it going. Yeah. Uh, my real answer was Tom Hanks, but by that Same. point in time, our question blew up, and I was like, "Ah, eh, there's no point in throwing this in now." I mean, you said you said uh, Florence Pugh. Florence which, Pugh. We have it, four movies to watch. In and of itself, is a horny answer because yes, she's like 23. She's been in like five movies, so yeah. there's not a whole lot of time that we can really spend watching. We're just right. going to watch Fighting With My Family on repeat, I guess. Yeah. I said Tom Hanks. That was also a really good response, or a really popular response, rather. Um, really the good best response run. by me. Yeah. Uh, also, you can get all the way down to, like, Bosom Buddies. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really needed to kill time. So, there's, like, two seasons of that. Uh, there's all these weird 80s comedies that I've never really delved into. A bird? Besides Big. Yeah. Uh, Joe Birds versus the go. Volcano. Fantastic movie. Stuff like that that I've never really delved into. Um, Dex, who did who did you say? I said Leo because I think watching yeah. Leo's movies with him and just hearing all the stories about the filming and shit would be hilarious. Oh yeah! Like imagine him like commentating Django Unchained for you live. Like that's got to be amazing. In between vape hits, right? And him 
never mind. Redacted. Um, <laughs> he he seems like a guy that just once he's done with a movie, like he it just he's done with it, which is weird. Like you never hear him talk about his all. Like Tom Hanks will be like, "Yeah, when I was yeah. filming Forrest Gump." You know, just like, and he has all these anecdotes on all these talk shows. And maybe it's because Leo doesn't do a bunch of talk shows. But, like, I don't know. It would be interesting, though. I, I highly, like, because, God, what a what a run for that guy. Um, I think watching Romeo and Juliet with him would be a wild situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Titanic, were you actually drawing? <laughs> Did you learn, Leo? What's going on? The most, uh, there was a lot of different responses. The most overwhelming response, Dex, talk about a few more of the responses. I mean, we this thing got tons of responses randomly. Um, but talk about that and the most overwhelming response. Yeah, I don't know why we got so many responses. Um I mean, we all just retweeted it like we normally do. I guess it got more traction from somewhere else. Who's clapping? Somebody snapping? Oh, I was popping my fingers. Oh, okay. Oh. I was like, yo, what? Uh, anyway, yeah, we're back now. Okay, so... Uh, Terrible habit. Don't do it. Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> we got so many uh, responses here on this question. We had, like, well over 100 with our like 43 followers. Uh, but yeah, uh, probably the most, the most common answers were Tom Hanks and Samuel L. Jackson. And I think Samuel L. Jackson might have to be my answer now, just because he's in everything. And he's hilarious. the more, the more I think about it, the more that's a solid ass response. He is literally in, I think his filmography, I think it's nearing like 200 credits. Yeah. Yeah. And you get so many films that he only showed up for like a second in. And you get or does like voiceover or anything yeah. like that. Let's see how many on IMDb, how many things he's credited with. And he's been acting since like the 70s. 189 credits. Woo! Yeah. That's, Damn. That's a lot. You're going to kill a lot of time. And I have to imagine Samuel Jackson tells the best stories. Like, he seems like the kind of guy that just the most amazing, hilarious shit happens to. He also has, like, okay, so he has, he's been in some diehards. He's in all, literally almost all of the Marvel films. So you got all of those if you need to kill time. He is in some of the best Tarantino films. So... Yep. You know, like, I mean, you just got, yeah, I mean, you got some Star Wars, you got the Incredibles, you've got, um, like anything, like, this is maybe more, he's in like Robocop 2014, like, you know, <laughs> like, not the best movie, but it's just like definitely you can kill some time with that. What's the one with the shark? Get... <laughs> is it Deep, Deep Lucy? Lucy? Yeah, hell yeah, Snakes uh... on a Plane would be incredible. Oh. What an incredible watch that would be. Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. yeah. You get Jurassic Park. He's in the very first one. Hold on to your butts. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, you get some of everything. Something for every taste. Mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to just like look at like a movie I didn't see, The Hitman's Bodyguard, that everybody loves. Before he got into the Marvel movies, he was on this weird run of like either almost straight to DVD or I mean, I guess he was in Star Wars. Like he's in three of the Star Wars movies. But I, never mind. My point is null because he's just in everything. He's just literally in everything. I was going to say, he's like in straight to DVD movies and he's like in Star Wars and The Incredibles. And he, he just like, that paycheck had my name on it. All right, I'm in. Another very popular answer we got was Nick Cage. And I don't know how I feel about Surprising. that one. Surprising. Uh, so I made um, the Tom Hanks bracket yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, originally it was a Nick Cage bracket <laughs> and I realized Nick Cage has so many films that I've never heard of that probably were straight to DVDs that were just paychecks for him but he his like top 10 filmography falls apart after like number 8 <laughs> jeez <sighs> he's in really good movie like really really entertaining good movies and yeah. then just bottom of the barrel like it's just like it's like like you said, like eight clutch, really entertaining movies that you can rewatch over and over. TNT classics. Mm-hmm. Done in 60 just, seconds. One of my favorite films. Yeah. And then just like Walmart bargain bin grab two. Yeah. It's all because of tax money, dude. And also like apparently not as bad as an actor as everybody always thinks. He's just like. He's just one of those guys that shows up in anything. Yeah. I mean. Uh, Academy Award winner for Best Actor, Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. <sighs> least, least we forget. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Nick Cage, what a random... And again, there is super horny responses. A lot of Scarlett Johansson's. But she's in a lot, though. She is in a lot, but then, mm, there are people like tweeting pictures of her. True. Yeah. It is and like... It is Twitter, man. Um... Will Ferrell, Seth Rogen, those will both be good. Seth, Ro- Seth Rogen's a very good one. Yeah, although he doesn't have as many films as you think. No, but you're basically going through like the Judd Apatow background. Yeah, that's true. Um, Kristen Bell, another Apatow? good answer. That's a very good answer because she, she has like just the the length of her work too, like six seasons of Veronica Mars. Mm-hmm. Six seasons of Good Place. Right. Actually, I don't yep. think I don't. I don't know how many seasons of Veronica Mars there are. That was just a guess. Let me guess. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I any like Betty White was a random like multiple responses from Betty White. Like we just watching go the. Well, there was that like hot moment a couple of years ago where she started showing up in like popular films for like the meme worthiness of it. Yeah. You also get the proposal, which is underrated oh yeah oh. somebody did say uh tom cruise and i would be interested just to see whatever comes out of that dude's mouth he's like are you really as crazy as i think you are but you got some really good films like you gotta weigh that walk me through every single stunt in the mission impossible series tell me all about it mm-hmm. oh that's a really good point just like hey when you broke your leg <laughs> In half, like, 
So you seriously learned to fly a fucking helicopter for this? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Even crazier, uh, you you held on to the outside of a plane. You climbed. Why would you do that? The world's tallest building. Like you, dead ass. Like <laughs> you have millions of dollars, kind sir. You don't have to do this. Don't you have like a family? You don't have to do this. It doesn't have to nah, be he this give way. A shit about those. He doesn't, he doesn't care about those kids. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them kids. He doesn't care. The original meme, Tom Hay- or Tom Cruise, rather. Uh, yeah, that's a that's that's a pretty good one. Robert De Niro, also a guy with like multiple, like hundreds of credits. Uh, he'd be a good one, but he also is just—he doesn't seem to give a shit about talking about his movies. You also have a bunch of really long ones in there. That's true. That could kill some time. Um, yeah. So that's what I got. My tacos are coming. Your tacos are coming. A lot of people said uh, Bill Murray. Solid, solid answer. Uh, yeah. y- yes, but after a while, does Bill Murray just like, all right, dude, we don't have to like do jokes anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't like, I would be okay because Bill Murray loves golf. So if we get tired of his movies, we can just talk about that. But I don't know. He's also a dude that like will show up at random bars in like New York and pay your tab and then just make you do shots with him. So like I feel like he's he would be okay to hang out with. Random stories where he just shows up and cleans dishes at a home and then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> no one will believe you. No one will believe you. It's a great life. All right, I don't have anything else. This actually ended up being longer than I thought. We just rambled for half of the or at least I did. A buck forty five. Half of that is Dex <laughs> dropping out. My bad. Uh, all right, y'all got anything else? Is anything else that you're watching? I'm about to finish Tiger King after we hang up. Ooh. Um, Wild no. show. Holy shit. It's the best. I'm, is that what we're talking about next? Probably. All right. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, we finished that. but Whole I'm, ass I'm episode watching. on Tiger King. Oh, we we can do like a whole week on Tiger King. <laughs> All right, my food is outside my door, just sitting on my porch. I got to get it before cats come in. Uh, I also watched When Harry Met Sally, so that's when I'm streaming. I haven't ever seen that movie before. Oh, great movie, Billy Crystal. Uh, uh, All right, so uh, Dex, do you have anything else? Um, still streaming low fires everywhere. Like it a lot. Started the bold type. Uh, on Hulu, which is a show about like a fashion magazine, I guess. Um, also recommended by Cat. Shout out to Cat who recommended Les Mis and the Bull Type. Um, <laughs> been streaming uh, just like random odds and ends on Netflix. Uh, you know, Tiger King and uh, other random movies and shit that I've been recommended over the years. Uh, but yeah, it's been a good time. So much content to get through. Jake, what you got? What you streaming? Uh, right now we're just going through a rewatch of New Girl. We're not like watching anything new. We want to start Little Fires. Um, 
we also keep talking about starting succession. We still haven't started succession. We want to start succession. We're going to do it eventually. I feel like that's, that's the story of succession. Is you want to start yeah. watching it. Everyone says it's really good. You, you plan on it. You just don't get to it. That's a tough um, one to get into because everyone's an asshole. <laughs> um, and obviously watching Westworld. Uh, I will reserve all of my thoughts and opinions until after uh, this season's over. I learned that lesson from Game of Thrones. Um, but yeah, not a whole lot. Royden? Yeah, I just watched When Harry Met Sally. It was uh, what every comedy, romantic comedy following it has tried to be. It was very good. I was, I was uh, delighted. It was delightful. Um, watching spiritual success for success or forget Paris. I guess I will. The nineteen ninety film, nineteen ninety five film with Billy Crystal. It's very good. I will definitely have to watch that. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else. You can follow us on. Uh, sorry, I got tacos to eat and I have to pee because I have drank a couple of beverages. Um, dude. No one needed to know that. The you can follow us at the one take pod on Twitter. That's the number one take pod on Twitter. You can follow us uh, Alan Simplecast. Actually, you can follow us at one take podcast on simplecast dot You can email us at one take podcast show at gmail Subscribe Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Hey, finally got that up and running and. Be sure to rate, download, and subscribe. Leave a five-star review. Write something in our comments. And you, yes, you listen to this right now, will get to pick our next movie. Dex, tell them who they can support. Hashtag support Florence Pugh. Watch her cooking videos on IG every day. She taught me how to make toast. She taught me how to make other things. She's the best. Taught you how to make toast. She made toast on her IG stories yesterday. It was adorable. I'm going to have to check that out. All right. Break Jake, anything else? Break up with Zach Brath. Anything else? No, you're good. All right. Rate, download, subscribe. Thank you for listening. Hashtag support Florence Pugh. We're out. Yeah. out. I dreamed a dream in time gone by. And hope was high. And life worth living I dreamed that love would never die I dreamed that God would be full